on truth and testimony. We believe that the best built tea is your own. We will tell our truth our way. Straight up and no chaser is how we like it. This is a podcast for all. So grab your sister, your mother, your daughter, and even your man and get ready to have our tea spill ever so graciously. Welcome to Truth and Tea Timoni. I'm Kaya. And I'm Fee. A podcast where we spill our own tea. So this episode, we're going to talk about how much are you actually willing to uncover to help someone else? I know. (laughs) Um, We all have skeletons in our closet, things that we've been through, things we don't want others to know. But when you think about it, what if it helps somebody else? That's... That's a little hard, Kaya, because you leave yourself to be very vulnerable in trying to... It's because it's like you're exposing yourself to someone else. You're exposing yourself to someone else, but you're actually helping someone else as well. But what if it's not really... Okay, I think the fear is while you're, you know, opening up, telling your story to someone else to help them, you still feel like they might actually judge you. I think... Personally, for me, you know, as I started writing my blog, my blog was birthed out of the pages of my journal, my life stories that I've written down, um, things that I've gone through. As I read them back, I was like, oh my gosh, this was horrendous or this was fabulous that I made it through. But I was like, what about telling someone else? Because as we talk, there's a lot of things that I've personally gone through mm-hmm. that helps encourage you. Yeah, that's true. I sh- it's, but how did you get to that point? I think I got to that point um, by really having a lot of time with God. Um, I always thought about, one, why should I be ashamed of what I've been through? Because God knows it all. Mm-hmm. He's the person that's going to comfort me, cover me, and protect me no matter what. So... If he knows my story, why should I worry about being judged by somebody else? It takes that it, it's I think it takes a strong person actually to really share your story. Because like you said, you can't worry about the judgment of others or the criticism or those things because I feel like sometimes even though somebody might be let's say, you know, down and out, there are some like people that they would, because they're miserable, they would take your story in order to make them feel better. You know, like take your story, use it against you to be like, you know, well, at least I never did that girl. You did that. Like I never been there. Like, you know, just to boost themselves up. And I just don't want to be in a position where I help somebody and they do me like that. Like, you know, you know how if you open it, you take your time to open the door for somebody and they don't say thank you. And you kind of got like, you just feel like slamming that door back on them. That's the feeling that I get. (laughs) But I actually think you have to think about how are they holding it against you? How are they using it against you? You're the one that told your own story. Like we're sipping our own tea. Yeah. No one can spill it on us. No one can make it hotter Mm -hmm. because we told it. So where's the shame in that? I guess it's you really, I feel like I, I think of it as not even sharing a story. You're exposing yourself. You're, I guess I know it's the truth. Yes, I know it happened to you. Yes, I know you should not be ashamed. 
but what if you're just not ready to tell that story yet? Is it bad that I don't want to share that story? I think for each one of us, we have to get to a point where you're okay with that part of your life. Okay. If you're not okay with it, don't tell it. Okay. As for me, the things that I write about, the things that I share are things that I am comfortable with. Some of them are still hard to say out loud. That's why I write them. If someone asks me about it, I'm able to go into detail, tell you what I was feeling, tell you what I went through, how I overcame. But it's all about, to me, I've always said, if I help one person, there may be a hundred people and 99 of them judge me, but it's that one person that says, hey, Kaya, you really encouraged me. You really empowered me. Mm -hmm. You helped me leave that relationship, whatever it may be. I was able to help that one person. I could care less about the 99 mm -hmm. that has negative things to say about me. Okay. Because if you pick that one opportunity to say, oh, she let him do her like that. Oh, she did this. Oh, she's not financially set. Whatever you choose out of that to use it against me, to turn it around to a negative for me, then what does that say about you? If you're in my circle and you think that way, then I probably need to show you the way out <laughs> that that makes sense so let me go back to i know for me about why it's so hard for me to share my story like i have no problem sharing my story with my close friends like my best mm -hmm. friends with you because i feel like we've we have like a what do you call it like an open space like a safe mm -hmm. space a safe space where I can say whatever I want to say. And even if you guys are like, you know, mad about something that I've done or don't agree with it, mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me mm -hmm. because I know it's all love. So I guess it's hard for me because to share with other people if I don't really know them because I am a very close person. My circle is small. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't call everyone my friend, you know? And so I have no problem helping my friend, but what if you're called to help somebody else that's and not your friend? <laughs> that's so hard. But if you think about your faith and think about Jesus, he wasn't called to help his friends. He was called to help those in need. So your story may be for that person that you never say hello to, that you don't want to be in the same room with. Mm -hmm. They may be that person or act that way because they're going through exactly what you've been through. So it to me, I think God always gives those opportunities to make those conversations happen. Okay. So you would never have to find the right words or just open yourself up to them. God will give you the opportunity where that person may just open up themselves. Mm -hmm. And you have to listen to God's pushing and urging and just tell your story. Okay. You don't know where that's going to lead you because you may need some healing yourself and telling your story means that you're okay with it. Mm -hmm. And that means that you've healed. Oh, I like that. I like that. So while you're talking, I'm thinking, yes, you know, I may be able to, hopefully I'm able to share my story, but you said, you know, if God is leading you and that's when you have to really think about it. Cause maybe God don't want you to talk to that person at that time. We have to be careful about when we share our story and to whom we share a story. Don't you think? Cause I, not everybody's meant to, what if it's not the right time? They're not going to listen then. So shouldn't you, I say, you know, if look at me trying to dodge talking to somebody, right? Exactly. But, <laughs> but I, but you know, truly 
pray about it first and really hear what God wants you to share with this person. And I guess if it, if it keeps pushing you in that direction, you'll go ahead. But I would feel really bad if I was meant to talk to someone and I never did. And it, and I know like something happened. And I know, I know in my heart that maybe if I would have spoke to them, it probably wouldn't have happened that way, you know, mm -hmm. or it may have helped them out. So I, I get it, but it's like getting over that talking to Cause like I, I've told you, I'm an introvert. I don't like to talk to people. But I actually but. think that you will be in a room in a space where you're able to talk about whatever situation it is. It's not because you said something like, what if you're not meant to tell your story? What if you're not meant to tell it to that person? If you're talking about a personal situation and the person you're sitting talking with is not in your circle, is not your close friend, mm -hmm. that you know as soon as you say it to them, they're going to tell the next person. Mm -hmm. That's not somebody you should be sharing your story with anyway. True. In my instance, with my blog post, I'm telling my story to help somebody overcome. I'm telling my story sometimes to check myself when it's dealing with insecurities like jealousy or envy or being able to stand in my truth. So I'm telling my story for others to read it, to self-reflect, and say, oh, I can do it, she did it, oh, this is how she did it, or to give some encouragement. I'm not telling my story to a group of women okay. in order for them to run and tell my story for me. I'm telling it to help somebody. So I think you have to think about where you're telling your story when you tell it. That goes into my story to tell. So if you're trying to help someone, right? Like, you know, I've, I had, like I said, I have mm -hmm. great friends and we've all been through different things. I have not really told their story where I revealed their names or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I'm pretty sure they have too, but is it okay to not necessarily tell your story, but tell someone else's story? Absolutely not. I just had <laughs> this happen to me not too long ago where I went to visit someone that I know through a friend of mine. And while I was there, she was just really talking freely, like, oh, such and such told me about this because I'm going through it and they thought that it would help me that you went through it. In that moment, I was so shocked and so surprised that this person that I love dearly, that I've been friends with for a very long time, gave that piece of information to someone else. It's not her story to tell, it's mine. And it wasn't that I was ashamed of what she was talking about. It was the fact that you use my story to hurt or urge someone else to do something. Okay, so your story. So what if, if I tell your story, or if I say, you know, this happened to someone close to me where they went through something like that, but I don't reveal any names and I don't really tell like the whole details. Is that wrong? Is that still telling your story or? I think I, think that's okay but when you start revealing names okay to say Finette went through this mm -hmm. and you shouldn't do this she went through it and this is yeah how it hurt her this is how it blessed her whatever the case may be mm -hmm. I don't think you should use names you yeah. can always say someone I know yeah there's plenty of people you know they can't pinpoint it to <laughs> Finette yeah you know so I think sometimes taking the person out of it if mm -hmm. you need to share with someone else or help someone else and your friends know that you overcame that then it's okay mm -hmm. but I think when you start 
saying that person's name out loud associated with something that they went through that they didn't give you permission to share, I think is wrong. Yeah, because that's just gossip now. Exactly. And I, I, I think I don't, I don't really think I tell other people's stories that often because I didn't live it. So how can I explain that, you know, you know, you two can do this unless it's like, you know, man, you should have seen, you know, they started from the bottom. Now look where they are now. You know, I know it may think it, you may think it was easy, but they've been through this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this. So it, I guess it is better to just kind of stick to your own story versus telling someone else's. Cause it actually ruins relationships. And yeah. the moment that I heard that a friend shared that I was hurt i was bothered and i actually wanted to distance myself from that friend Uh and it's a friendship that i treasure and i don't ever want it to be tarnished but i felt like it was tarnished because of her talking about something i experienced with Mm -hmm. someone else but i don't think i've had an instance where i felt like my story could help someone else you know what i really think that you have to think about your everyday little stories it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't uh-huh. have to be big. It be, can be you have a photography business that you're doing so well in. You are an introvert, like you said. How awesome is that that now you're out here behind the lens taking pictures, bringing beautiful images to life? That's a story for somebody else. You're a nurse by trade. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thought that you had photography and brand marketing? in your back pocket. It's funny because my daughter, she's eight years old and we've been trying to teach her. That's my story. Stop telling my story because she she tells her teachers our business. So she she was trying to understand what's her story. She's like, but you're in it. I'm like, yeah, but can I just tell my part of it? Like, you know, you could tell your part, but I want to tell my part. She said, but I want to say everything. I said, I know you're excited about it, but it really, you should just focus on yourself, your story. And that's awesome that you're teaching her at such a young age to tell her story, Mm -hmm. because although you're doing it in a cute little way, let me tell my side, you tell yours, she'll actually grow up and understand how she should only tell her story. Yeah. She shouldn't tell anyone else's business. She shouldn't step in their way. She should let them tell their own story. So many people, women, men, can learn from that because sometimes when we're trying to be relevant or trying to start a conversation those conversations are based on someone else yeah why are you telling their story why are you talking about them to make them relevant to Uh make them look bad or because you have nothing to say (laughs) If, (laughs) if you don't have anything to say then I think it's time that you reflect on yourself and find your own story find your own voice and stop using others as a way to make you relevant. How do you think you found your story? As a little girl from Watts, California, how did you find your story? Like, how did you, what's Kaya's story? Like, how did you get, you know, start to begin to be comfortable telling your story? I think I spent a lifetime of being uncomfortable and ashamed of my story. Um, Most people that are really, really close to me know that I was taken away from my dad when I was five years old. Um, Yes, in some instances, some grown-ups would say that it was a great thing. It was a blessing in disguise because um, I was the product of two teenage parents. My dad was 15, my mom was 16 in Watts, California. 
um, they gave me to some family members that were established in Florida and able to take care of me. As a five-year-old, being taken away from your family to live with someone else was detrimental to me. I didn't see my dad until I was a senior in high school. I longed for my daddy. I had daddy issues in my marriage. I had daddy issues in relationships because I longed for that relationship with my dad. I have so many stories along the way of needing accountability, not being affirmed, not feeling loved. And I started to write those things down in my journal because I didn't want to tell anyone else what I was feeling, what I was experiencing. So I told it to God and I told it in my journal. Um, It wasn't until years later um, when I got divorced that I started to read my journal because I never read my stories. Mm -hmm. I only wrote them. I started to read what I was going through and I was like, oh my gosh, you should have left there. You should have (laughs) left here. You should have done this. You should have done that. I didn't realize how powerful reading your story was. It gave me confidence. It gave me motivation. It made me say that I wanted to be a better me. Mm -hmm. I, when I got a divorce, I moved from Florida to California to put space and distance between us because at that time, I wasn't strong enough to be in the same state or Mm -hmm. city as him because I would have gone back. I would have taken the I'm sorry and just been in the same situation that I was in. So it wasn't until I moved away that I was able to become the person that I lost along the way. I gained confidence. um, I found love. I started to see myself in a different light. And I started to want to empower other women to be able to do the same thing. I wanted to be able to tell my story so that I could help someone else. Some There are so many people that have had traumatic things happen to them, but they don't know how to get over the tragedy or they don't know how to heal. My healing was through writing and I want to be able to help someone else through that same journey. It may not be the exact same thing, um, but I overcame. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy telling my story in hopes that someone will want to make a change. Yes, there's a lot of things within my story that I still cringe and say, (laughs) oh my gosh, I don't believe that I'm sharing this. Um, And I know that there's people reading it and they may judge me silently. Mm -hmm. They may judge me with others, but it's okay because I've been through it. I've overcome it and it's not who I am anymore. It's not defining my future. I feel I'm where I am right now is trying to figure out what is my story. Um, Cause the way we grew up is very different. I, both my parents, I was in, I had a two parent household. I have my sisters. Um, it was very strict. I, I have Haitian parents. So it was, it was, they were very strict, but I, I, even then I still had some leeway, but I think where I struggled with was trying to be the perfect child and now the perfect adult so i was i was not the first child but i was the oldest girl so of course i have to set an example for the younger two my brother just live his life (laughs) so so i just think i always had to everything had to be perfect and 
you know, I had good grades and, you know, I didn't want to disappoint. I didn't, I don't like to disappoint my parents. I didn't want to disappoint them. And so I don't think I've ever experienced like major tragedies, you know, or anything like that traumatic. So when you go into adulthood and you're faced with things that do not go your way, it is hard. You mean less than perfection? Yes. <laughs> so, and I think that's how, like, you know, I always say, I always thought I had faith, but you think you have faith until something happened, you know? So I, I you know, as an adult, I felt like my faith was um, tested with um, my um, relationships and, you know, just different things in my life. And it's just like, okay, you know what? I probably don't have as much faith as I thought I did. And, you know, and so I'm trying to, you know, find my story, you know, of who I am. I'm not perfect. Even though I try to make everything perfect, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to like move without thinking that everything has to go this way. Cause you know the way I am like, oh, okay, no, we can't do this till this, 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 this. And that's okay to a degree. You and your three, four paid plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll plan something to death. But it's, I feel like I'm in a part of my story is action. So I want to bring action into my life, like where I'm not constantly planning and have like 10,000 ideas and ideas, ideas and planning and not never executing anything. Cause then I don't want to be old and be like, that's my story. I never did anything. And I'm like, no, I can't, that cannot be my story. So I'm going to correct you just a little bit. You don't have to find your story. You are living your story. Your story is you. It's not about having tragedies. It's not about having this or that major happen to you. Uh -huh. It's about you living your life God's way, according to his plan. Okay, okay. so that's me trying to be perfect again because I got to have the perfect story. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. So you just took what I said and turned it into this perfect story. No. <laughs> Listen, your story is your story. Yes. Whether you walk a straight line or you curve a little bit, yeah. your story is your story. It's going to be something you tell your grandkids, your mm -hmm. great grandkids. It doesn't have to be blemished by anything to be a perfect story for Finette. But I can still work with my story. Oh my goodness. So you, so what she's saying is... You want an elaborate story to be no. able to tell people. No, I just want the story that I want. And I'm trying to figure it figure figure out what type of story that I want. Can I can I build a story? Can I add some chapters? I can't do that. You wanna be fantasy? Oh <laughs> I'm living a fantasy. <laughs> so a story is just what happens. It's not what you make it. It is what you make it. Okay. And it is what happens. And when you're talking about your story, it's a factual story. And not what I make up. I'm not making up any. I know, but you're saying like you need it to, even though it's not made up and it's your story, you want it to be perfect and to <laughs> plan. Okay. Every checkbox checked. I want to outline. I can't have an outline for my story. No. So let me just continue being me and let the story unfold yes okay. okay you know they always say you can change your attitude about certain things it may not always go your way but i can just let the story unfold let's see where god leads me and i just want people to always remember that person what they've gone through is their testimony it's not yours to tell 
Let them tell their story their way. It may bring healing to them to tell their story. Don't rob them of that. Also, don't be afraid to tell your story. You'll know when it's the right person, the right time, and it doesn't have to be an elaborate story. Tell your story because you never know who you'll be able to help. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Truth and Testimony, where we hope you were encouraged, inspired, and empowered. Not only did we spill our tea, but we showed you how to clean it up without leaving a stain. Until we sip again, be brave, be courageous, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We can be reached at truthandtetimony at gmail.com. That is T-R-U-T-H, the letter N, T-E-A-T-I-M-O-N-Y at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our Instagram at truthandtetimony.